0: Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen. Do you feel like you're always battling your child? You tell them to do something and you immediately get a no, followed by whining and complaining or outright defiance? A simple request that turns into a war is enough to send us over the edge sometimes. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how to avoid power struggles by using a secret weapon choices. Let's start in. When our kids are putting up a big fuss, whether it's about going to bed or getting off electronics, they push our buttons so quickly that our brains go into resistance mode and we allow ourselves to be pulled into a power struggle. We want what the best is for our kids and we know how to get it to them effectively and efficiently, so they should just do what we say. Some of us are extra frustrated because when we were kids, we didn't give our own parents such grief, and that thought makes us even more frustrated with this whole situation. We've talked a lot about helicopter parents in my previous podcast, but now I want to talk about another type, drill sergeants. Parents who always want to tell their kids what and how to do things are called drill sergeants. Kids of drill sergeants grow up feeling that they're not listened to and their opinions don't count. They are ignored. Well, for parents who want to raise kids who are followers, that might work well. But who is really trying to do that? Anyone? No way. Our society tells us we're supposed to be raising leaders, right? Now, I do want to mention that most of us fluctuate between being a helicopter parent and a drill sergeant, and maybe even a consultant, depending on the circumstances, our kids' mood, and our mood. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but it is something to be aware of. It's when we switch into our drill sergeant mode that our kids start joining the army to battle anything coming their way. Yikes. What's a parent to do? Shut down our natural drill sergeant tendencies and bring choices into play. We should give away control as much as possible, especially about things we don't really care about. And as many times a day as we possibly can, allowing our kids lots of choices gives them the power over their lives that they're seeking. It will not only build confidence about their ability to make decisions, but also reassure them that they can control some things in life. It's soothing not only to their hearts and minds, but also to your mind and spirit. Who wants to go through life feeling like we have to battle our kids at every turn? One thing to note is that you need to give choices when things are going well before any power struggle erupts. How do you do that? Well, when kids are little, I find that parents have a lot of fun offering playful choices that help to serve as distractions that wind up easily preventing battles. Here's a classic drill sergeant parenting move. It's time to go to bed. Please go change and get ready. Often you get the classic answer. No, I don't want to go to bed. In this case, emotion is already engaged, so you've got a battle on your hands. So what can you do before any resistance happens? Try something like this. It's time to go to bed and then offer some of these options. Would you like to walk backwards to your bedroom or hop on one foot? Would you like to race daddy or mommy back to the bedroom? Would you like to take a bath first or brush your teeth first? Would you like to brush your top teeth first or your bottom teeth? Would you like to wear your pajamas to bed tonight or put on your clothes for tomorrow so you don't have to do that in the morning? Would you like to go to bed in five minutes or 15 minutes, knowing full well that 15's your goal? Would you like to read one book or two, knowing again that you're prepared to read two? Notice how I'm giving just two choices, not a huge menu. You want to focus the options to be things that you're okay with, just like the time for going to bed I offered two times that I liked, five minutes or 15 minutes. If an hour isn't an option, then don't offer it. You also don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're waiting for a response. Choices when offered should be decided within five or 10 seconds. If it takes longer, you're being held ransom. So you need to go ahead and decide for your child. It'll sound something like, oh, this is so sad. It looks like you're having trouble deciding. I'm going to give you a bath before books. I'm sure tomorrow night you'll be able to choose on your own. Now, some kids might have a tantrum at the prospect of you choosing for them, but you need to brace yourself for that and give them empathy and love, but their time to choose has passed. This might seem crazy at first, but after a few rounds of this, your child will know that if they really want some control over things in their lives, they'll have to do it on a timely basis. You just keep churning out the choices when things are calm. One thing is certain, if a kid's brain is triggered into an emotional battle, choices won't work. Their brain is off, so don't start trying to load choices in right then. Sometimes we try to fix things by using choices like a kid having a tantrum over what you're serving for dinner. Oh, you don't like the chicken nuggets for dinner? Well, how about mac and cheese or spaghetti? When your kids are upset, let them be upset. Give them love and empathy and maybe a few hugs until their emotions have settled down and then, and only then, would you try to solve the problem and might offer some choices to do that. Wow, I can tell you were upset earlier about having chicken nuggets. That's so sad. Tomorrow, would you like spaghetti or mac and cheese? This is all assuming you don't mind having spaghetti or mac and cheese for dinner. Those of you who have older kids, might say to yourselves that those fun-filled choices of hopping or skipping to bed or the car are far beyond you, and you might just be right. However, your battles can be bigger, can't they? Those tweens and teens really want control over their lives. When kids don't have control, they can set the whole house into a tailspin of tension and mistrust that can make every day miserable. To counter that tendency, as kids grow, we need to transition them to making more and more decisions so that they're prepared for the real world and they, they feel like they have some control over their world. You aren't protecting them from anything by overprotecting them and restraining them. You need to up your game by allowing them more choices that are more advanced. Here are some examples. Instead of go brush your teeth, you give them a choice of brushing their teeth twice a day or paying for extra cleanings. Instead of dealing with a stinky teen who won't bathe, let them know they are welcome to shower either before dinner or in the morning. Dinner or breakfast will be served accordingly. Instead of doing their laundry for them and demanding that they bring you their dirty clothes, let them know that they can do their laundry on Saturday when you're not using the machine or after 5 p.m. on Mondays. In that example, notice you're not only giving choices, but you're helping them with a le- real life lesson in laundry. Instead of hearing them complain about what you're cooking for dinner, ask them which day they would like to make dinner, Monday night or Sunday. Would they like to take out the trash before dinner or after dinner? Would they like to use their laptop in the kitchen or the dining room? Would they like your help with their math or would they like to have a study group? Would they like to join a soccer team or a baseball team? I do want to let you know that you don't need to make a choice about everything. Brushing teeth in most families isn't a matter of choice, but allowing them to pick electric or hand brushing or which toothpaste or what timer to use to know how long they've brushed can all be options offered as choices. You get to choose the topics that can have choices. In a previous podcast, I talked about a mom who was having trouble getting her kids to wear their helmets when bike riding. It's a safety issue that's non-negotiable. The only choice I would offer would be, do you want to ride with a helmet or not ride a bike? That's sort of more like a threat. I'll talk in my next podcast about how to use well-defined boundaries in situations like that instead of choices, so stay tuned for that. Now, there are lots of you regular listeners who tell me that choices are amazing, but they don't always work. Maybe they work with one child, but your other child likes no a little too much. (laughs) Here are some tips. First, if they won't choose quickly enough or want to make their own options, hold fast and let them know they can choose next time, but you go ahead and choose for them this time. Two, if you're consistent, then they know you'll be true to your word. Give them empathy if they start giving a major fuss that they don't like the options given. Feel free to go brain dead and say, I know, as a response. It's okay for our kids not to like all our choices. So we need to make sure we keep our emotions in check in the event that our kids don't like them. Saying something like, this is so sad. That's not one of the choices right now. I'm happy to let you choose something else at a different time then you go ahead and pick one of the choices. Don't let getting grief from your child throw you off. Three, if your child really won't choose and a major battle ensues, I'd recommend you go listen to podcast 10 on consequences and punishments. You'll get a lot of ideas on how to react in a calm and loving manner. Four, when in doubt, feel free to contact me via email or Facebook. I love brainstorming with parents their challenging situations. So don't forget that that's a resource. Using choices and giving kids lots of practice with making decisions is super healthy. As kids learn to trust that you value their opinion and hear what they have to say, their self-worth and self-esteem can grow and blossom. You will see your child empowered and wanting to cooperate instead of battle with you. In the end, you'll be looking for more ways to give your child choices. Bottom line use choices. Use them often. Use them with just a few options that you like. I hope this was helpful. If you'd like to connect with me or join my Facebook group, check out the podcast notes. Lastly, if you would, it would be really helpful to me if you could pass this podcast along to a few of your friends or to your kids' schools. That's all for now. Take care and be safe. Have a blessed rest of your day.